What is up, people? This is Jake with Radio Underland coming to you live from the little podcast habitation pod, the podcast pod. I'm pretty much in a podcast pod. You know, the uh, the Radio Underland studios that's so underland that it's a trailer with wheels on it kind of a situation. Anyways, what is going on out there? Let me turn this down a little bit. That is the Teskey Brothers playing. All right, anyways, what do we have going on in the news today? Let's see. Here, let's get this a little blown up. Uh, we've got... Oh, this one was funny. This one was funny right here. Because what it is, is it's a, it was a tweet by Obianuju Ikawachua. I don't know who that is. <clears throat> so, and it's just a bunch of pictures of all these uh, trans athletes. And it says... So the toughest woman in sports, the most courageous, the highest earning women, history making four star admirals, and now the most exceptional women are actually XY chromosomed, and some of them actually have sired children. Here's to breaking all those glass ceilings. <laughs> so they're saying the highest paid, the highest paid. She's talking about the the the, the man dude, the man chick that won Jeopardy. The trans woman becomes highest earning woman in Jeopardy history. You know, we've got the, uh, is this the swimmer? Oh yeah. Toughest woman in sports. Fallon Fox. Uh, you know, I was just watching, I was just watching a swim race from Leah Thompson. Uh, you know, the transgender swimmer, <clears throat> she won again. Of course we have Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner, Olympian trans woman. The highest paid female CEO in America used to be a man. Shocking. You know, one thing that this proves, this proves that men can do anything a woman can and do it better. It's true. It's true. I mean, and society is backing it up. You know, there's there comes a point where you're so progressive that you start going backwards. And that's where we're at with this. When women's rights, everybody fought so hard for women's rights, and guess what? A dick and balls are coming in and just sweeping that out from underneath your feet. Too progressive to a fault. I'm not kidding. That's what that's what's going on. Too progressive to a fault. Anyways, that's one of the news stories we're covering. And what else do we have? Let's see. Uh, let me get back to my notes. I love these Tresky brothers, man. That's good stuff. Little uh, Babylon B news. Can't go wrong with Babylon B news, right? Bernie Sanders captures Leprechaun to confiscate gold for redistribution. Hilarious. Disney. Disney's been very vocal about the... Uh, the uh, the don't say gay bill in Florida. I wonder why. This somebody somebody gathered together about six, four, three, six, seven headlines. Here, let me blow these up for you. Headline number one from March sixteenth, twenty twenty two, which is recently. Four Walt Disney World employees arrested in undercover human trafficking sting. Here we go back to Thursday, August 5th, 2021. Three employees of Walt Disney World arrested a major child sex sting in Florida. 
back two years ago, Disney security guard shows up buck naked to human trafficking sting, 124 arrested. Theme park employees caught in sex stings, child porn arrest. That was back on CNN in... Uh, I'm I'm looking for the date here. I can't see that far. I'm 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 too old for this crap. I can't see that far. Washington Post story. Florida child sexting nets former workers from Disney, SeaWorld, and Universal Studios. That was June 4th, 2015. Uh, WSB-TV Channel 2 child porn investigation. Disney World Legoland employees among 11 arrested. That was back in June 6, 2018. And all the way back to Walt Disney World employee tried to arrange sex with 8-year-old girl. And that was back in, well, 5-23-2019. Uh, it's funny how all these stories about Disney employees diddling kids... Uh, gets a little, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about this because <clears throat> you have all these cases of these Disney employees, especially in Florida, uh, going up, getting caught in sex stings and all this other kind of stuff. And then you also have all the Disney employees speaking out in Florida, especially about the Florida don't say gay bill. And, uh, the don't say gay bill to me is, uh, is grossly, grossly, grossly um, misnamed. And, of course, the Don't Say Gay bill is not exactly what it's called. That's just what the media is calling it because they're they're saying that you can't talk about other genders, etc., to kids something like five to seven years old. What it should be called is the anti-grooming bill. That's what it should be called. Uh, because all it's doing is preventing teachers from going into all these different gender identities and all this other kind of stuff with children. And Disney's so outspoken about it, but they also have all these employees that are obviously, allegedly, been grooming kids for years, back to 2019. I mean, there's seven instances right here from 2019 to just recently, March 16th, 2022. You know? I could see how... uh, I can see how they, uh, if, if you're a groomer and there's a law that's coming out that's not letting you groom little kids, I could see how that could be a, a little offensive to you. But Disney, I'm telling you, Bob Chepik, get involved in this conversation when he's got all these employees. All Look at this. All these employees doing all this kind of nonsense, and he's going to get involved and go in there and start, you know, bitching to uh, uh, <clears throat> the governor down there about this bill. Dangerous territory, man, when you got employees with a track, track record like that. And I'm sure, you know, just the sheer fact that Disney is such a massive employer, when you have that many people being employed by your company, you're going to have some a-holes doing this kind of stuff. But if you know that, if you know that, you know you have employees doing some of that kind of stuff, whether you can catch them or not, uh, maybe you should keep your mouth shut just or stay out of the conversation. Just saying. So you say, Jake, well, no, 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 no. We need to, we need to have teachers. Teachers are not that dumb. They, they, they don't, they're not, they're, they're not grooming kids. They're not trying to, I'm, I'm talking about grooming kids with an agenda, right? Maybe not grooming to, uh, diddle or something like that, but they're grooming kids with an agenda. They're like, no, Jake, you're so wrong. Teachers are not like that. Really? My favorite anxiety of the day today is that I'm going to have to deal with coming out to my students. I know most of them are just going to assume it already, but for the few that don't, 
That'll be a fun conversation. If it comes to that. Yeah. My favorite anxiety of the day. It's okay, okay, okay. So here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, sorry, Mr. Mr. Cool Hair Teacher. Uh, you don't need to be coming out to your students. Your students should have no uh, interest, and you should have no interest in telling your students where you put your dick at night. Or what goes in your asshole at night? Your your students, that's not that, that is irrelevant to them. You that that why do you feel this overwhelming need to come out to your students? And he's not the only one. This guy right here is not the only one that's doing this. This is this is rampant all over the place. So the don't say gay bill in Florida, and it's not the don't say gay bill. I'm going to call it the don't groom kids bill. The don't groom kids bill is about this kind of nonsense right here that will stop teachers from doing this kind of stuff, like coming out to your students. These students are not your friends. They're not your coworkers. They are students. They are children. Okay. And your sexual ex escapades and whatever the hell you want to do, that's, that's fine. You and, and see, that's the thing. I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-trans. Do what you want to do. You do you, boo. But there's no reason for you to be uh, uh, explaining to your students, I don't care what age of what you're up to in the bedroom. Straight people don't go around doing that. We don't go up to kids and say, Hey kids, I stick my dick in a vagina because if we did do that, we'd probably be arrested. But somehow there's this double standard where these teachers and the, the LGBTQAI plus community think that it's okay for them to explain their sexuality to children 24 seven. And it's not, and it's not, and it's in the same way that if a straight guy was going around doing that, we'd probably arrest him because that's just not cool. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I mean, really, it's, it's not, I mean, stuff like this. My favorite anxiety of the day today is that I'm going to have to deal with coming out to my students. No, you do not have to come out to your students. You do not. I know most of them are just going to assume it already, but for the few that don't, that'll be a fun conversation. If it comes to that. Yeah. My These fucking mental midgets, man. These mental midgets that are teaching our kids. Oh, it's frustrating. This is really frustrating. This shouldn't be happening. And then you wonder why in Florida they have to pass a bill to stop these teachers from teaching this grooming ideology of the LGBTQAI plus. See, that's how progressive I am. I put in all the letters LGBTQAI plus. And so all these other people out there that don't do the AI and the plus, they're not really progressive. I'm the poster boy of progressive thought on this. But anyways, what I'm saying is, I mean, are you guys okay with that? If it was a straight teacher, if it was a straight teacher coming into your class and constantly saying, uh, that, that he bangs chicks. I was in Vegas last night. I banged chicks. I'm a, I'm a heterosexual male. I bang chicks to your, remember this law is for four or five to seven year olds. That's who it impacts. Okay. So five to seven years, years, years old. If there was a heterosexual teacher coming in and telling your five and your five-year-old comes back from kindergarten, he says, Hey, Mr. Smith said that he banged some hoes in Vegas this last weekend. Or Mr. Smith says he likes vagina. Or Mr. Smith is telling me that he's a, a cisgender male. If that was coming out of the words of your five to seven-year-old, wouldn't you think that there's something wrong with Mr. Smith that he is even going into this and talking to your kids about these things?
But somehow in society, we draw this big difference that it's not okay for a heterosexual male to talk to seven-year-olds about their sexual escapades, but it's okay for the LGBTQAI plus segment of population to do just exactly the same. He's coming out to his students. Your students don't care. And the parents, we, we, what are you doing? Teach math, teach science, teach biology. But your sexual orientation to kids, come on, man. That is just ridiculous. Well, what else is going on? Well, let me see. Uh, the Doran Bircher Children's Hospital out of Portland has released a new um, a new little guideline here for uh, uh, for safe tucking for children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. Safe tucking for children. Uh, the gender clinic is uh, what is tucking and it goes on to explain tucking a note on the words we use and it talks about penis scrotum testicles and how some people might not affiliate with those words but they need to use it for this explanation how to tuck try it at home it's best to tuck for the first time if you're planning to be at home choosing a method there are two main ways to tuck with tape and without uh tucking with tape tucking without tape so basically th what this is is right here is a whole how-to guide oh wow there's even pictures uh, putting your testicles inside your body. The, the, this part of tucking, tucking is not for everyone. You may try it and decide wearing tight underwear is enough. But if you want to try it, here are the steps. Tucking your testicles in your body. What the hell, man? And, okay, so this is coming from a medical. Now, this, this particular hospital, they do specialize in, like, gender transformation and that kind of stuff for kids. Uh, But... These instructions, and, and you know how many times, you know how many times I've seen these different posts from mothers of transgender kids, uh, talking about toddlers, tucking toddlers. It's, it's, it's sick. What's going on in this world right now is pretty damn sick. Uh, but it's just the name of the game. Name of the game in the Portland area. Shebop is a sex positive shop in Portland. So they're also recommending that you take your, take your kids to a, uh, sex shop. Shebop is a sex-positive shop in Portland. They sell gender-affirming clothing items as well as sex toys, videos, and more. The shop is for people ages 18 and older, but they offer appointments before or after hours for younger shoppers. You can schedule an appointment by calling them or emailing, whatever. Oh, man. Where to buy tucking clothing, origami customs, Leo lines, using clothing to tuck. Uh, do you do you understand why we need to get ahead of this? Why we need to get ahead of this, like the don't say gay bill or the don't groom my kids bill in Florida? You understand why we need to get ahead of this? Because if you don't, you're going to open up the floodgates for this kind of material coming into your children's brains and minds. And why is this a problem? Well, here's a story on uh, Reddit. And uh, this is, uh, it's titled, My Consent Was Not Informed. Starts off by saying, burner account because I don't want to be harassed. I started transitioning when I was 16, a child. I had undiagnosed bipolar disorder, but no one bothered to screen me. If they did, they would have seen that I viewed transition as a way to throw myself away and try again, that I was traumatized by my childhood, that I self-harmed, but they didn't. But they didn't, they didn't screen me. They said, congrats, and handed me a referral. By the time I realized I was more depressed than ever before, I had already had a mastectomy 
and two years on testosterone. I was thrust into adulthood broken. I went through the detransition process. I quit testosterone for over five years. And here at 27, I sleep 14 hours a day. My hair falls out and I can't stop gaining weight. I decided I had had enough and got a full medical workup done. My lab work revealed I have almost no female hormones. I will never have children. I have PCOS. I'm not too sure what PCOS is. I have high cholesterol. I have cysts all over my ovaries. My PCP had to submit my results to a specialist because they were so unusually terrible, even for PCOS. I will be on weekly injections, diabetes medication, and who knows what else for the rest of my life. And at this point, I have no idea if I will ever get back to feeling energetic, out of pain, and a little bit normal. When I signed those papers, I was not informed of any of this. I was a child, 16 years old. Remember that, 16 years old. I was a child and I was allowed to destroy my body permanently under the assurance that I can always change my mind and that it's a beautiful, harmless process. The informed consent model is a lie because we are just guinea pigs to a medical experiment. My life is permanently afflicted and I was not informed. I only wish my experience could mean anything but all it will ever be is internet harassment and an empty feeling. The medical community can't listen and the trans community won't. See, something needs to be done for people like this. At 16 years old, now at 16 years old, that is not affected at all by the anti-grooming bill in Florida, et cetera, or the don't say gay bill. Um, but this person at 16 was basically, and you see this over and over. We did stories a, a couple of weeks ago where there was this team of teachers out here in uh, Montecito County or something like that in California, where they were looking for kids. They were, they were actually going into the kids' school computers when they were working at home, and they were seeing what they were Googling. And if any kid was Googling trans questions or something like that, they were going straight after these kids and inviting them into their private group at the school, this like uh, trans group, and, and almost like, putting the turbo boost on and pushing them towards this type of transgender lifestyle. And many of these kids, they could end up like this kid that at 16 was said, Hey, it's no harm, no foul. You want to chop off your boobs? Let's do it. You want to do all this? Let's put you on testosterone. You're going to be a boy. And if you don't like it, you can just change back later. It's not as simple as just change back later. As you can see in this case right here, you, you do so much damage to your body. And the, 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 the way your body is, is made up, the chemicals in your body, everything, the, the testosterone levels, everything. And it did so much damage to this person that they can never get back to normal. And it's all because they were pushed or they weren't easily, they weren't vetted enough. I just read another story like this about two days ago, same type of scenario where a kid did the transition and then they regretted it because believe me, they're 16, 16, 18. They don't know what they want. Remember when you were 16, 18 years old, you thought you knew everything, but you did not You did not You really didn't. And so there's somebody that needs to step in and help and protect these kids and protect from these choices being pushed on them that it's just, it's just very easy. It's just very easy. And there's no repercussions on the back end, at least inform these kids that say, Hey, once you do this. Coming back is going to be tough. You know, you're not a transformer. 
This isn't the Saturday morning uh, cartoons and you just transform yourself and you just fold your dick under and blah, 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 blah. Boom. Magically, you're a boy or magically you're a girl and it doesn't have effects on your body. At least inform the kids. Kids. Yeah. 18, 18 and younger. That, these are kids. At least inform them that there is going to be some serious damage and your life will probably never be able to get back to where you are right now. They need to understand the seriousness of these choices and, and the consequences that come with making these decisions. Now, I'm not saying, hey, I'm sure there's some people out there that are trans and have gone through the transition and they started young and they are perfectly happy. But you have to do something to protect these ones that go through the process and they're not happy and they have regrets. There needs to be a better vetting process for these procedures that are detrimental to somebody's life. And these kids, they're not going to stand up for themselves because they don't understand. They don't understand the consequences of their actions. It has to be adults that come up and say something. So anyways, it all reverts back to that don't say gay bill. I mean, that is a first step of not fundamentally changing the thought process of these kids and, and, and warping their minds at a young age. They need to be protected and they need to be protected against this kind of stuff. Maybe for some people, transition is the right thing. Maybe, maybe psychologically, they really were in their mind. They were born a different uh, 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 gender than what nature assigned them. And maybe they're going to be perfectly fine with it. And that's fine. Those people should be able to make it through the vetting process. You know, no problem. But for these younger, I mean, the story I was reading the other day, the girl changed into a boy just because she was, a, she was a weightlifter. She was a wrestler. She had, she was involved in masculine things. And I, I, it, what it appeared to be from, if you read between the lines of what she was saying, it was, it appeared to be that she was being, um, kind of harassed as being a boy, uh, because she had so many masculine activities. And so she just, just to, to avoid conflict, she started going through the transition like willy nilly. And then she had major regrets. Got to protect the kids, man. Got to protect the kids, all of them. Up to 18, 19 years old, you need to protect these kids. And these parents that are, you know, out there uh, sharing Etsy links where they're five-year-olds, six-year-olds, where they found good underwear to tuck their their daughter's penis at six years old. It, 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 the, 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 the insanity out there is off the charts. And if you let this continue to keep going, where, where are we going to be 10 years from now? How many kids are going to be damaged by this? How many kids are going to be hurt? We got to put some speed bumps in there, at least speed bumps. This shouldn't be just, uh, you know, like I've said before, where a kid tells you on Friday, hey, mom, I think I want to chop off my dick. And then on by Monday, uh, you know, this express route to chopping off a dick. Because Johnny now thinks that his name is Joanne. Kids don't know. Kids are dumb. Kids are stupid. They don't think things through. They don't see the consequences of their actions. And the parents are not much better in a lot of these cases. Something needs to be done. Well, ECASD school district, which is the eighth, eighth largest school district in Wisconsin, uh, they were having a meeting with their teachers and they passed out this little sheet of uh, the white privilege test. So hold on. Let's take this. Let's, let's blow this up. Let me get this as big as I can get it. Uh, 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 all right, here we go. Uh, the white privilege test. These questions are based on the white privilege test 
written by Chima- Chimamada Ngozi Adichie and the research of white privilege by Peggy McIntosh. Please answer yes or no to the following questions. Okay, so let's do a little let's let's do a little white privilege test here and let's see what we have going on. Okay. First question. All right, now you guys have your pen and paper at home. You can definitely fill this out and we can see how white privileged you really are. First question, if if I wish to, I can arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. Uh, let me see. I don't think, I mean, at home, I'm not with somebody of my race. My child's, all my children are not of my race. The places I go, I can't really dictate who comes in and out of there. So I'm going to say no on that one. I can't arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. Nope, that's a no. I can be sure that no matter where I move to my neighborhood. Okay, number two. I can be sure that no matter where I move to, my neighbors in that location will be pleasant or neutral to me. Uh, uh, well, considering I have a neighbor that sicks her dogs on me when I get the mail and yells at me every time I ride an off-road vehicle down the street. And, uh, she's the only neighbor that I really know because I don't even pay attention to the rest of my neighbors. I'm going to say no on that one too. Question number three, I can go shopping alone and be sure that I won't be followed or harassed. Well, because I'm a male, uh, yeah, I don't fear that. I guess that's white privilege right there. Uh, that's a yes for me. That one's a yes. I'm not worried about being harassed when I go shopping. Now, my wife, on the other hand, uh, because she's a female, I am very concerned when she goes shopping, especially after dark up here in the high desert where crackheads run wild. We have free range crackheads up here. Uh, so I am concerned. So I am going to put a yes on that. So that's one. Can somebody keep track of this? That's one yes for me so far. Number four, I can turn on the television open a newspaper and see people of my race widely represented. Uh, I mean, I can see a lot of races represented. Uh, I, I guess that's a yes. No, actually it's not because in, in Los Angeles, when I turn on the morning news, which is probably the only thing that I watch habitually every day, uh, it's a pretty diverse cast up there. I mean, LA we're, we're, you know, we're woke, we're progressive. And so my news is pretty, you know, infiltrated with all kinds of different uh races and tamales and shit so i'm gonna say no to that one okay here we go number five i can go to a museum or art gallery and we'll see people of my race widely represented in the objects and artworks um well i haven't been to many uh museums that feature rednecks which would be featuring my people you know my family's from you know, back East, Arkansas, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't go to museums. So I'm going to say no to that too. I just don't. I mean, up here in, in the high desert, we have the museum of the living desert and I don't need to go to a museum to look at yucca trees when I have yuccas and Joshua trees out my back door. It's literally a museum of what's out in my backyard. So I don't go there. So, uh, I'm going to say no on that. Okay. I can be sure that when told about our national heritage or about civilization, I am shown that people of my color made it what it is. Okay, so we're getting to the whole Christopher Columbus thing right there. People of my color made it what it is. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't understand where this question's going, but okay, okay, so that's two yeses, right? Is that two or is that two or three? That's two, two, right? Okay. 
Number seven, I can be sure that my children will be taught a curriculum which testifies to the existence of their race. Uh, the existence, I mean, okay, this is kind of a dumb question, but I'm going to say yes. That's three, right? Okay. I can go into a shop and easily find the food, music, or clothes which represent my race or fit with my cultural traditions. Tractor supply warehouse. Tractor supply whatever store. Yes, their clothes in that section represent my people. The music playing on the radio in that store represent my people. Uh, my people being white trash, cowboy boot wearing, with shit on their boots type of people. Tractor supply warehouse or whatever. Company, tractor supply company. It is the store of my people. So I'm going to say yes on that. That's number four. Uh, I can go to a hairdresser and be sure that they can cut my hair. Ha ha, you thought you had me on this one. I cut my own hair. So no. Ha. Take that. Um, I can count on my skin color not to work against the appearance of my financial reliability. Well, that's a loaded question, isn't it? I can count on my skin color not to work against the appearance of my financial reliability. I think that's a bullshit question. Um, I don't think, skin, I, you know, I worked in the, in the lending industry for a while and uh, somebody's skin color was totally irrelevant when they were trying to buy a house. It was whether or not on paper they added up where they could make the payment and they had the qualifications that they needed. I wanted to get everybody approved. Because I didn't make money off of a loan unless I could approve the buyer. And the buyer had to, it didn't matter their skin color. So I think that is kind of a hyped up question. Uh, but I'm going to say no. I can wear, I can swear. I can, yeah, I do swear. I can swear, dress scruffily, or not answer letters without having people attribute these choices to the bad morals, poverty, or illiteracy of my race. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. So I'm not going to answer yes to something I don't know. So that's a no. I can speak in public to a powerful male group without putting my race on trial. That's just an odd question. Okay, yes. I'll give myself a yes. That's five, right? Okay. I can do well professionally without being called a credit to my race. This is just stupid. Who does that? Who does see these questions assume that people are doing a lot of fucked up things and it's not necessarily the case. I am never asked to speak for my entire racial group. That's number 14. Uh, no, I'm not uh, ever asked to speak for my entire racial group. I guess some people are. Okay. Let me go to page two. So I'm at five right now. Okay. Okay, number 15. I can remain oblivious of the language and customs of persons of color without feeling in my own culture any penalty for such oblivion. I can remain oblivious to the language and customs. No, I, I, I acknowledge other people's customs. That's why I eat tamales from freaking Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve because I live with Hispanics and apparently their custom is to only eat matzah and shredded meat and wrapped in a corn husk from Freaking almost Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. I abide by the customs. I can't stand it, but I do it. So I'm going to say no. I can criticize our government and talk about how much I 
fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural outsider. Uh, do the words QAnon mean anything to you? And I think that's a big white thing and they question everything. Um, I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural outsider. I don't know. I'll say yes to that. That's number six. Okay. If a police officer stops me, I can be sure I haven't been singled out because of my race. Uh, well, I have illegally tenant windows, so the officer can't see what I, what I look like inside the car. So if they pull me over, it's because I'm doing something stupid and it's not, has nothing to do with my skin color, whether I'm white, black, brown or whatever. So I'm gonna say no to that one. I can be pretty sure that if I ask to talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. Well, that's just a, a no, that's just a, that's just a, such a broad, weird ass question. No, I don't know who the manager is or what color they are. I mean, if I'm at a convenience store, what can I help you today? You know what I mean? That was racist. I apologize. Deeply. I apologize. Um, I can easily buy books, children's toys, posters, greeting cards, or magazines featuring people of my race. Yes. I will say yes to that seven. Well, actually, no. Actually, no, it's talking about buying children's books. And I think a very unrepresented uh, segment of society is my kids, all of my kids, all three of them are half Hispanic, half white. And I think it is poorly represented in children's literature. The mixies, the halfies, the half beans, whatever you want to call them. My uh, 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 refried kids are not represented. So I'm going to say no to that one, too. You thought you had me. Well, you don't. I can go home from most meetings of organizations I belong to feeling somewhat tied in rather than isolated, out of place, outnumbered, unheard, held at a distance, or feared. Okay, I'll, I'll give that one a yes. So that's, uh, that's uh, where am I at now? That's eight. Question 22. I can take a job with an affirmative action employer without having co-workers suspect that I got it because of race. Um, I don't think affirmative action has ever came up in any jobs that I do. Um, uh, no, I, that's okay. Whatever. Question 23. I can be sure that the gatekeepers in my life, such as my boss, my local MP or my landlord are the same color or race as me. Uh, that's a no. I can be sure that if I need legal or medical help, the color of my skin will not work against me. Um, uh, no, I can choose makeup or ba I can choose makeup or bandages and flesh color and have them more or less match my skin. Yes. Nine. I'm, I'm a white supremacist for that one. Actually, no, actually, no, because, uh, the band-aids are like a, uh, 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 a, 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 a tan, a tan color. And look at this face. I'm red as fuck. I, I don't tan in the sun. I ripen like a tomato and I turn bright red. Then I turn back to pasty white with these red, rosy Santa cheeks. I don't see any red band-aids. So I'm going to say no. At school and university, I could be sure that most of my teachers were the same color or race as me. Uh, yeah. Since I was homeschooled by my mom. Yeah. She was pretty much the same race. And so were the teachers at the private school that I went to until I was a freshman. So that gives me what? Nine, nine, nine out of 26, your results. Okay. So my results are nine out of 26. If you answered more than 13 out of 26, you have considered that white privilege may play a role in your life. 
well, I'm below the threshold. So I guess, uh, I guess I don't get to benefit from the white privilege too much. That's sad. It's sad. You would have thought I could have cashed in on something and at least I could cash in on white privilege. But according to this test, according to this test from a school district, from the eighth largest school district in Wisconsin, I am not cashing in on my white privilege. So I need to up my game. I need to get my white privilege card out and I need to cash in on these benefits that I am entitled to being a white male. Uh, my kids are pretty much fucked because nobody cares about half Mexican, half white children. But me, myself, I need to cash in. All right, this is Jake with Radio Underland News. This has been a this has been an interesting show. This show is actually going up on YouTube. The video version of this show, I'm gonna have to do some editing. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, if you want to see the documents, if you want to see the crazy teachers that I played, you can definitely go to YouTube, and this episode will be up there from my little pod pod my pod of podcasting and uh yeah that's about it this is jake with radio underland if you have any questions or comments you can email me jake at radiounderland.com remember be good humans do good things be nice to people it's a fucked up world out there and uh, love one another and all that kind of good stuff and i will talk to you later now if i can get this to shut off that's what i'm going to do i need to minimize this page do that. Here we go. And we are out.